Luke chapter 10, verses 38 and 39 read, Now as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way, the podcast of Faith Bible Church. I'm Pastor Elder Bryce Beal, and today I don't have Mary or Martha with me, but I do have a very dear saint in the Lord who many, if not all of you already know, it is Miss Mary Beth Geyer. Mary Beth, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm glad to be here. Mary Beth is with us because we've been talking this quarter about the gospel, and we've covered a lot of subjects. We're actually coming close to the end of this quarter. But I thought it'd be really helpful for people to hear from you, since you helped to lead the ladies' ministry here at Faith Bible Church, to hear specifically how women can go on loving the gospel in their lives. And men and women are both created, likewise, in the image of God. 1 Corinthians 10.13, when it says that no temptation's overtaken us, that's not common to man. That's mankind. That's men and women. That's all of us. So there are many, many similarities in the struggles that we have, in the way we're crafted as people between men and women, but there are also differences. And I myself being a man, um, I am looking forward to hearing wisdom from you, Mary Beth, (laughs) not only as a woman yourself, but of course, as one who has invested for such a long time in women, specifically helping them to love the gospel. So... Not everyone might know you listening to this, so I thought we'd just get started by asking the question, Mary Beth, how did you get connected to Faith Bible Church, and then how did you get involved in helping to lead our ladies' ministry? Okay. Well, um, I got connected to Faith Bible um, when my husband and I first started dating. He was attending church at one church, and I was attending church somewhere else. So we were at two separate places. And when we got married, we thought it was probably a good idea to go to church together. And neither church was kind of the right fit for us as a couple. And so the first year of our marriage, we kind of wrestled through that, where to worship. And one day we drove past Faith Bible Church, and I remember looking and saying to him, if we would ever get to the point where we would try other churches, I would like to start there. Um, And what drew my attention to Faith Bible was that it had Bible in the name. And so my thought was that if Bible was on the sign, that they would regard the Word of God um, highly. And so my husband said, okay, let's try it this Sunday. And and we did. We went to church that next Sunday um, here at Faith Bible, and people grabbed hold of us. They connected us to the church, and um, that was it. I mean, we, we worshiped here ever since. So in October, I think that's 19 years okay. that we've been here at Faith Bible. Yeah. 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 I always think Faith Bible started in 93. Okay. I was born in 92, (laughs) so something like 19 years is a little incomprehensible to me, but you have been here. And and your connection to the ladies' ministry here, how did that get started? I feel like that um, got started by accident because really my comfort zone is doing ministry with children, so I love, love little people. Um, And I was asked at some point, um, I think when my youngest son was an infant, if I would do a women's breakfast event, so if I would come and be a speaker. And my topic was trusting God. 
And God had really done a work in my life, um, helping me to trust him while I felt, um, man, I felt weak doing that. That was totally outside of my comfort zone. I did feel like that God had really done a work in my life and that it was appropriate for me to be able to talk through that and encourage other women. So from there, um, I think I helped lead a Sunday school class for women that next summer. And um, then I was asked to just be part of the teaching team. Um, And doing women's ministry is still totally outside of my comfort zone. It really is. I still would prefer to be with little tiny um, people. Um, But I do love the word of God and being in women's ministry. I love women and I love God's word and I love um, teaching God's word and seeing women growing. So um, I would say I love the gospel, right? (laughs) So... um, it's a joy for me to be able to serve in that capacity in my weakness. Doing things outside of your comfort zone seems like a theme in your life. I know. <laughs> Even I a know, podcast, would I you know. believe it? <laughs> but I can testify, and my wife would too, your love for the gospel. You've been such a, an immense support, especially for my wife. And mm-hmm. being a pastor's wife is hard. And you are a pastor's wife, your elder's wife. Yeah. And you've been such an immense help because you do take risks. So thank you for that. Absolutely. You do uncomfortable things for the sake of the gospel, and you do love women very well, which has been such a blessing to us. So well, Thank you. Well, with that introduction, I wanted to ask a few questions that relate to women loving the gospel, which okay. is what you've been helping people to do. Yeah. So the first one is just more a basic question here. As you're working with women, what are some of the more common ways that you find women in particular struggle to believe and to love the gospel? So as I was kind of thinking about preparation for talking with you about the gospel today, you know, I was thinking that women probably don't struggle a whole lot differently than men in a lot of ways. But one thing that I see repeatedly as I interact with women or do counseling or teaching is that there is a temptation that we think about the gospel as the thing that saves us, right? And the gospel is what saves us. We come to faith in Jesus Christ through the gospel, you know, an understanding of the gospel. God changes our hearts. But then it's almost like we put the gospel on the shelf. And so I would say we neglect it. We start um, living as though the gospel is just for salvation. And so In that way, we begin to forget the gospel. And as we forget the gospel, um, we start living by our own strength. And so it's almost like you become this functional atheist, you know, or a practical atheist. Like, it's the gospel is what saves me, but my Christian walk begins my own self-help or self-improvement. And so I'm trying to do the things that God calls me to do in his word, forgetting that the gospel is also the power for sanctification. And then in the same way, you know, neglecting, forgetting, we don't connect the gospel to our real lives. And so we don't think the gospel has any practical help, but the gospel really is the power that God uses to bring sanctification, to make us more like Jesus Christ. It is the, it's the way in which we fight sin, Um, And so I think kind of in those ways, it it plays out in women's lives differently, but I think it's kind of that pattern. Like we first just begin to just think like, that's just for salvation and it doesn't really matter much for my walk day to day Mm -hmm. after that. It's well said. 
One of the other questions that I had for you, I know this is one of the joys when you go to, for example, Thursday morning study or Thursday evening, you walk in and there's women from all different walks of life. Yes. Older, younger, you've got women with younger children, women with teenage children, Mm -hmm. you've got singles, all across the gamut. And that's just a beautiful thing to have that all together. Kind of in the way that men and women struggle with many of the same things, but some struggles are fairly unique to what women are dealing with. In the same way, in different seasons of life, yes. I know that there are particular challenges. And when it comes to cherishing the gospel and believing it, it can be a little bit of a different beast in different seasons of your life. What counsel would you have for women in different seasons of life? How can they make sure that they're loving the gospel in each season, whatever season they may be in? Yeah, I think, you know, when I think about women in different seasons, we we tend to think seasons equal our circumstances, right? And so it, there is a temptation to think everything's about my circumstances. And so, for example, if I'm a single woman, I might struggle to think like, am I loved? You know, or what does the gospel have to say about loneliness? I'm just lonely because I'm single, or what's the purpose in my life? And I think, you know, as I interact and deal with women, what we fail to recognize in our specific seasons is that women in other seasons struggle just the same way that we do. So the thing that has benefited me most of all in my relationships in the body of Christ and with other women is that there are a lot of women that I run really closely with that are totally in a different season than I am. And those women, those relationships in different seasons help me to really love and cherish the gospel differently. So I might have a single friend that's struggling in some different ways and the way that I can speak the gospel to her to bring encouragement might be the same way that my friend with small children is struggling or my sister in Christ who has teenagers who are in rebellion. You know, the the things that, that those circumstances or seasons speak to in our lives, what we find the more we interact with people outside of our season is that it's really common to man. So, you know, the gospel has all of those answers. So it addresses things like my identity. If I'm struggling with who am I? What is my purpose? Um, What is God really calling me to do? Or what am I supposed to be doing? Or am I loved? Who do I belong to? You know, like the gospel answers all of those different things. Is there more to this life? Well, in the gospel, I find that God has called me to a living hope, that I have a home awaiting me laid up in heaven. Um, How do I look at my performance? You know, is God pleased with me? Is God angry with me? Well, the gospel says, like, you're justified in Christ. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. So the gospel has answers for my weakness and my failure and the temptations that I face in my daily walk. And so what I find is it's really easy for us to focus on um, those seasons and think that they're unique. Um, But I would say the biggest thing you can do in your season is get outside of your season. Spend time with people that are in a totally different season, and you'll find not only the commonness, but also those are the women that really tend to wash me with the word and remind me of the gospel. When I'm struggling to believe things about the gospel or 
um, you know, my home is chaos and I send a text to someone, it's usually a woman in a different season. Like, I just need to be reminded of some truths about the gospel. So if I'm struggling to think, okay, does God really love me? Um, I need to saturate my heart in the truths of the gospel. How much does God love me? He loved me so much that he demonstrated that love by sending Christ to die in my place. Um, I remember years ago when I was in my home and just had little children and thinking like, does any of this matter? I'm doing the same things day in and day out. And are they ever going to get it? Um, and they just keep making these messes. I mean, I remember potty training was like, this is the most unfruitful thing and it's a thankless job. And, um, what is the purpose in this? You know, I could be doing really great things for God. And I remember really, I mean, for true life, um, one day cleaning in the bathroom, um, after a little mess was made and, and just being reminded of the gospel in that, like, this is what God in Christ has done for me. He takes the dirt and the filth of my life, and he gives me Christ's righteousness. So as I'm cleaning up those little stains or little handprints, I'm thinking about in the same way, like the hope that I have in the gospel is that this is how God sees me. Or now at times when I'm dealing with rebellious children, I'm able to stop and look and go, man, the gospel has answers for this too, because in my rebellion, God continued to pursue me. God in love went toward me. God um, sent Christ to die in my place. And so it gives me just a pause to be able to understand the rebellion of my children or the disobedience because I'm just like them. Or when I'm lonely, the gospel has answers for that too. God will never leave me or forsake me because he turned his back on Christ at the cross. Christ suffered all of the wrath. And I will never see the back of God's head. Um, God will never turn away. He will never walk away from me. And so even though I may feel alone, my feelings are not my source of truth. The gospel brings me back to what is true. I love that you connected those all together genuinely. Because even as I'm listening to you talk, I think, Take almost any part of the gospel, and you mentioned, for example, future hope that we have in yeah. the gospel. Who needs that? Everybody I need that. needs that. Because <laughs> I'm thinking of a young single woman who would like to be married, and the Lord simply hasn't provided that opportunity. What does she need right now? She might think, I need a husband. Right. <laughs> well, actually, what she needs more than anything is a future hope. Yeah. To know that whatever happens in that regard, she will have a future eternity with Christ as her husband. But that's yeah. the exact same thing that the mother of young children who has maybe had to put to the sideline other dreams she had for this life. Absolutely. And you've lost that raising these children. What does she need? Future hope. And then all the way to someone who's older, maybe their spouse has gone on into eternity. Yeah. And there they are thinking, oh, you know, heavy heart. What does that person need? Future hope. Or when trials or circumstances enter into my life, uh, a health diagnosis or um, something that's really painful. And the gospel assures me there will be a day when death will be no more. There will be a day w where God will make every single wrong right. It may not be today, but there is a day coming. And so I can have hope and I can have joy in the midst of that because 
that's coming. That's coming. I have been called to a living hope because we worship a living, resurrected Savior. That's very well said. And even the beauty of getting to witness, although I'm sure as you were cleaning the mess in the bathroom, (laughs) perhaps thought this is not quite a testimony for Christ, like being on the mission field. However, even just for myself hearing that, what a beautiful picture of the gospel. Didn't know it at the time, but that was a picture I think of just thinking of examples like our sweet sister, Carol, (laughs) who's going to do a podcast for us, Lord willing, here in the next few weeks. But even Carol, how she has handled John going into glory. Yeah. In her season, she's holding to the gospel with a heavy heart and trusting in the Lord, whatever season people are in. That's very, very well said. Well, you know, the gospel is always bearing fruit and it's always increasing. And so no matter what area of my life is hard or what area of my life I struggle, I can look at the gospel and I can... I can have hope and encouragement in whatever that area is. And I know that one of the ways that you and others are working very hard to help women do that very thing is through the various aspects of FBC Ladies Ministry. Yes. And I wish there was a way to convey to people the amount of work that goes in (laughs) behind the scenes. It's it's fairly mammoth. It's actually very remarkable. But you and Kelly and Denise and others are working laboriously to provide women with opportunities because while we can talk of these things in the day-to-day, we forget. We do. It's hard. It's tough. And so I'm grateful for all the work you're doing for women here. My last question for you, Mary Beth, is what would be some advice you might have for women at Faith Bible Church who want to make the best use of all the work that you all are putting into the ladies' ministry here. How can they make the best use of that as they're trying to love the gospel? I I think show up, you know, (laughs) come to those things that we um, are are doing and planning and events that we have. And I think, you know, you're going to spend time studying the Word of God, hearing the Word of God. Um, And so, of course, God's Word is what helps us love the gospel. We are prone to, our hearts are prone to get cold to the gospel, and we need that stoked in our, our those embers stoked in our hearts at any opportunity. But, you know, one of my favorite things about things like even our ladies' Bible study is it connects you to people in different seasons. And I think relationally, we need each other in the body of Christ to help us remember the gospel. Um, and so building relationships, like I said, I think, you know, the people in my life that are closest to me and bring the most encouragement to me or speak truth when I'm in sin are people that I have met and meshed lives with in studying God's word alongside them or been in a small group with or something like that. And so we are working to help cultivate relationship building opportunities um, because the Christian life isn't meant to be lived in isolation. And so um, we need each other to help us remember the truths of the gospel because we are so prone to forget. And as we're recording this, the ladies study, the Thursday morning and Thursday evening studies are just about to get started. Unfortunately, once this is released, they'll already have started. (laughs) So this plug will come maybe a week or two late, but it's not. But still come. Still come. It's not too late. Jump in. Do this study Thursday morning, Thursday evening. There's childcare involved. There's no excuse. There's no reason not to be there, right? And we even say, 
you know, maybe, maybe you can't complete your whole lesson or maybe, you know, depending on the season you're in, just come, just come and be a part of it and God will grow you. God will use it. I've never yet heard any lady in, not inviting anyone to come (laughs) forward, but I've never yet heard any lady in that study who's just not been hugely benefited by it. So huge encouragement to take advantage of that as it gets started here. Well, thank you so much, Mary Beth, for being a part of this podcast today. Absolutely. I trust that God will really use this because there may be women listening to this podcast who are in one of those challenging seasons of life. I suppose they all are challenging seasons of life, and maybe you are cleaning messes in the bathroom, and Mm -hmm. it is difficult. You think, where does the gospel fit into this? Does the gospel fit into this? Or you're older and you're not certain, do I have an identity anymore with my children Mm -hmm. out of the house? You may have thought those ways in the past, but by God's grace, may he help us all now to think this way. 